And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're going to define a word. And this is a word that means a lot to you if you're a real estate investor. This is a word that means a lot to you if you own a business. This is a word that means a lot to you if you have an interest in a business or an interest in some type of entity. What kind of word might it be? reaching for? What kind of word might I be stretching for? Well, the word is, are you ready for it? Now you're going to laugh. You're going to laugh because now, now, before I give you, before I give you the word, let me just tell you that I was going to start this show off with a pun. I was going to use a pun to describe this word, but the problem with the pun that I was going to use was that the pun might, well, it might seem sexual in nature, and that's not the course that I want to follow. You, you, you tracking with me? That's not the intent for this show. We don't, we don't go off track and we get into the weird part of the world. We try and stay right in center with real estate investing, right? Okay, but this particular word, this particular word, I'm just going gonna, gonna to tell you what the word is now. You ready for it? It's asset. Yeah, your mind's already going there, isn't it? Your mind already went. You already thought of the pun I was going to tell you, right? Right? Like something along the lines of accountants work their blank off. Oh, yeah. See, you already went there. Okay, so here's, here's the point I want to make. I need to pull you back in. Yeah, I need to pull you back in because right now the class is out of control. You guys are dancing around the classroom. You're standing on the desk because that was actually kind of a funny word. But let me tell you something about the word asset. An asset is a resource with economic value. Yeah, it is a resource with economic value. Now get this, that either an individual or a corporation or even a country owns and controls with the expectation that it will provide a future benefit, a future benefit. That's what an asset does. Now assets are reported on a company's balance sheet. That's one of the things that you do when you become organized as a real estate investor. You're going to have assets that are going to be reported on your company's balance sheet. So what, what kind of assets are you going to have on there? You're going to have like a, a shovel on there? You're going to have a pickaxe on there? Well, I mean, you could, you could, but those are not the types of assets that I'm talking about. The types of assets that I'm talking about are fixed assets. They are fixed assets. In other words, these things they don't move around. They don't go anywhere. They stay in one place. They're fixed and they're real estate based. They are real estate based. They are single family homes. Might be a duplex, could be a triplex, maybe a fourplex. Maybe you've heard a fourplex described as a quad. Doesn't matter what you call it. It's still a fixed asset. It is still a real estate asset. Maybe that asset is in the multifamily space. Maybe that asset is a five-unit apartment community, or maybe it's a 500-unit apartment community. It doesn't matter what it is. It is classified as an asset, something that is current, fixed, financial, and intangible in nature. Those are the descriptive words that describe what an asset is. Assets are bought or, 
or they are created. Yes, you can actually create an asset. Now, let's let's take a step back. Real estate. Real estate, is it, is it bought? Yes, it is. Is it created? Well, at one point, it was, unless it's raw land. And even in that case, you can argue that raw land at one point was created. I mean, I don't care what you believe. I don't care if you have a biblical approach of the world. I don't, have, I don't care if you have a, a worldly approach of the, of the world. Land was created, right? It was created. Okay, so, so, so far, my acid test is working for me, right? Now, they're bought or created to increase a firm's value or benefit to the firm's operation. A benefit to the firm's operation. Wow, I said a lot there, didn't I? So how does, how does a piece of real estate benefit your firm's operation? Well, when it comes to real estate investing, what you will do as an organization, you will become an organization. However, you decide to, to organize yourself, maybe, maybe it's just you. Maybe it's just you. Maybe it's you and the person you love. Maybe it's you, the person you love, and your children. Maybe you organize that way. Maybe you decide you want to become an LLC and you want to organize that way. Maybe you decide you want to become a S Corp and you organize that way. I don't care how you organize. You're eventually going to organize and then you're going to go out and you're going to acquire assets. Now, the business plan of real estate investing involves buying assets and then operating those assets correctly. You rent those assets out. You first have to take a look at the asset. You have to evaluate the asset. You first of all need to determine whether or not that asset's going to work for your intended goals and objectives. Then you take a look at, does it work from a financial perspective? If you were to operate that asset, in other words, if you were to rent that asset out, could you make money renting that asset out? Assets are bought or created to increase a firm's value or benefit to the firm's operation. Remember, we prefer redevelopment. Yeah, redevelopment. Taking an existing asset that's been worn down, breathing new life into it, and then bringing value back to that asset. Yeah, that's what we're going to teach you how to do at Lifestyles Unlimited. And it's, it's a much more effective approach to real estate investing, and it can get your money working for you a lot quicker and get the returns to you a lot faster than doing development. So redevelopment as opposed to development. We cool with that? All right. An asset is something that may, now again, the, I'm using the word may, may generate cash flow, may generate a reduction in overall expenses, or it could improve sales regardless of whether it's manufacturing equipment or a patent. Yes. I'm letting you know that there are other types of assets out there that firms put into place that are designed specifically to assist those firms with generating revenue, generating revenue. Now, let me go back to that, that phrase where I said an asset is something that may generate cash flow. I'm here to tell you assets either generate cash flow or they don't. They either generate it or they don't. And when it comes to the cash flow, the cash flow can be positive. It can be break even. Yeah, yeah, I'm about ready to say it. It can be negative cash flow too. Negative cash flow is not something we want you to get involved with. We want you to buy assets that generate 
positive cash flow. If the asset does not cash flow, do not buy it. Let me say that again. If the asset does not cash flow, do not buy it. Period. End of story. Dell's number one rule of real estate investing. Who's Dell? Dell is the founder and CEO of Lifestyles Unlimited. He's the guy that put this whole thing together 34 years ago, and, and we're, still, we're still teaching people how to change their lives using real estate, okay? So Dell has three business rules. The first business rule is simply this. Your property, your asset, whatever you acquire must cash flow, and it must cash flow positively. If it does not cash flow positively, do not buy it. Do not buy it. That is not the right asset for you. There is another asset out there that will produce that positive cash flow. Just reject the one you're looking at now and move on to the one that provides that cash flow. Now, we don't buy, we don't buy assets that go out and make things. Does that make sense? So I don't buy manufacturing equipment. I don't buy things like that. I may buy some power tools that I keep available for my for my business purposes only because there there may be something that I need to do with my business that I can fix immediately as opposed to calling my, my handyman. Now, I'm going to be very clear and tell you, I do not work in my business. I work on my business. What does that mean? It means I don't go into my properties and do all the repair work. Now, if it's something very simple like... Um, Okay, I walked, for instance, for instance, let me just give you for instance. I, I just walked into one of the properties that, that I own, and I'm getting it ready for sale. And I looked around the property, the, the resident that was there, she moved out. She did a pretty good job of cleaning the place up. But I noticed a couple of the face plates on, on the switches were damaged. The couple, they, were, they were broken and cracked. I mean, what does a face place cost? A, a buck? So I, I, I could have charged my resident for the cost of the face plate because she damaged it. But at the end of the day, there, there were a couple actually available in the property. So I just went out to my vehicle. I grabbed my, my power tool, my drill that's got you know the screwdriver bit on it. And I just went in the house. I unscrewed the, the cracked face plates. I went over to the little stack that she had left behind where there were not cracked face plates and I just replaced them. The whole action maybe took me three to five minutes to get it all done. And, and it's not a task that I would have subbed out to a handyman because the handyman would have had to come to the property, probably would have charged me an hour or two worth of labor just to change face plates. Okay. So face plates were, were easy to do. So I did it. But at the end of the day, I am not one of those guys that work in my business. I want to be very clear on that. I work on my business. Now, let me say one other thing about assets. Assets can be classified as current, fixed, financial, or intangible. What does that mean? Well, if you're an accountant, it means a whole lot. If you're an accountant, all those things mean a whole lot. But at the end of the day, for a real estate investor, the type of assets that you're going to buy, they're going to be fixed. They're going to be financial. They're going to be current. They're not necessarily going to be intangible. They're going to be tangible. I mean, you can, you can trade them off. But at the end of the day, don't worry about the accounting terms associated with the asset. Understand what the asset does for you. Now, I already told you that the asset provides you value. It does. You go out and you spend money on an asset. That asset goes on your balance sheet as an asset, therefore increasing the value of your organization. Now, some of you are saying, well, Al, come on. 
I traded cash for that asset. So my, my value didn't really go up, did it? I would agree with you that on face value, your, your value has not gone up because you've traded cash for the face value of the real estate. But having said all of that, the real estate does go up in value. Cash does not. We know for a fact that real estate doubles in value about every 20 years. When we come back from the break, I'm going to get into this aspect of an asset. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Everyone is asking, is it still a good time to invest in real estate? We see no indication that for the foreseeable future, and even the unforeseeable future, no indication whatsoever that real estate is suddenly not going to be the best vehicle for creating wealth and passive income for your family. And so that would say that now is the time to get in. And we very rarely talk about this because we talk about cash flow. But now we're talking a little bit about capital gain and what the future brings in that property. Because it's real, at the end of the day, you have all your cash flow, but you've got this nice capital gain when you sell. And the inflation that we see and the reasons for it are going to continue And we're going to see great capital gains at the end of the line when we sell these properties. Get in on the next free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're talking about, okay, I'm just going to use the word assets. I know, I know some of you went to a very dark place when I said that. Some of you had some puns ring in the back of your mind. Some of you just started chuckling. I get it. I get it. But assets are a very important element to the business model that you will follow when you become a Lifestyles Unlimited member. It's just as simple as that. Assets are the things that you buy, that you put into your portfolio that you will operate. Yes, in the real estate investing portfolio, all of your assets are primary. Not all of them, not all of them, but the majority of your assets will be assets that are real estate related. So you might drop a single family house in there. Then you might drop a fourplex in there. Then maybe maybe you go and buy a 20-unit apartment community and you plop that in there. And then you decide, you know what? I, I like these two houses. They're right next to each other. So you buy two more houses. So you're putting these assets into your portfolio and you're operating these assets. In other words, you're renting these assets out for market rate rents and people are paying you market rate rents and you are in turn operating the business model for each of those assets. You're taking that income that you receive in the form of rent and you are covering down on all of the expenses associated with operating that asset. Your primary expenses are going to be the loan, the principal and the interest on the loan. You also will be responsible for paying the appropriate real estate taxes. Yeah, you're going to pay real estate taxes. That's just the way it is. Welcome to America. And you're also going to pay for something called insurance. Now, because you have a loan on the property, 
you are required to have insurance on the property. Now, if you were not required to have insurance on the property, I would still tell you to have insurance on that property because insurance is a huge mitigator of risk when it comes to rental real estate. You need to have insurance on your property. Don't be cheap. Don't scrimp. Don't get the worst policy you can possibly find. Get the right policy that makes sense to protect your asset. Because if your asset burns down and you don't have fire coverage on your asset, you lose your entire asset except for the land. And now what are you going to do? How are you going to rebuild all that value? You can't. You can't unless you've got a big pool of money sitting on the side and you don't want to do it that way. You want to make sure you have that. You want to make sure that you have insurance on your property. So, so the big four, the big four expenses you're going to have principal on your loan, interest on your loan, taxes on your asset, insurance covering your asset. Now, some of you are saying, well, what about maintenance costs? What about maintenance costs? Shouldn't we like factor in like a 10% maintenance cost every month? And, and I'm going to tell you, no. And here's why I'm going to tell you no. When you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited and you join our organization and we teach you everything you need to know to be a successful real estate investor, you will fully understand that the way we buy our assets and the way we repurpose our assets is a very specific modality that causes us to look at every functional system of that asset and make a determination as to whether or not that asset is viable or not viable. If it's viable, good to go. If there are elements of the asset that are not viable, we determine what it takes to make those elements viable again. And now get this, get this. Once we figure out what all the costs are associated with remediating that property, if the costs outweigh the overall benefit of owning that asset, we don't buy the asset. Yeah, we don't buy the asset. It's as simple as that. So we go into the asset, evaluating the asset, determining what the asset can do for us. We understand the market that the asset is in. We understand what assets trade for in that market all fixed up. We find distressed properties that are not in good shape. We breathe new life into those assets. We fix or replace anything that could go wrong in the next five to seven years. And therefore, we don't have to worry about a maintenance expense every month because chances are if something breaks, the resident broke it, and if that's the case, it's in the lease that they have to repair the problem at their own expense. You heard me correctly. They have to repair the problem at their own expense. It's as simple as that, okay? And if your lease doesn't say that, well, put it in your lease. It's as simple as that. Put it in your lease. And some of you are going, well, Al, we're not real estate investors yet. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. You're tuning in to find out if this makes sense to you. Okay, I get that. All right. But let me get back to talking about assets. Assets, they sit on your balance sheet and they do one of three things. They either go up in value. They don't do anything with value. They just stay constant or they go down in value. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, it's true. Market forces... Concerning that particular asset, even though that asset is sitting in your personal portfolio, market forces still indicate what the value of that asset is in the current market. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that wild? Now, in real estate, the assets that we buy 
tend to appreciate. They tend to go up in value. Now, appreciating assets in the business context are those that tend to increase in value over time and can contribute to the overall growth and success of the business. At Lifestyles Unlimited, that's exactly what we're going to teach you how to do with your assets, how to tend to increase the value over the time so that they contribute to the overall growth and success of the business. So the assets that I'm talking about are permanent assets. They're fixed assets. They're, they're assets you can't pick up and move around. They're real estate. They're affixed to the ground. Yeah, that's why they're fixed assets. You can't just go pick them up. Okay, all right, all right. I know, I know some of you are yelling at the radio, Al, I've seen houses on the back of trucks. I know people can move houses. Okay, I'll give you that. But it takes a lot of work to disconnect that property from the ground, to move it to another place, and then you got to reconnect it to the ground. Yeah, it's just the way it is. All right. But real estate, real estate specifically has a tendency to go up in value. What other types of assets are out there that have a tendency to go up in value? Well, intellectual property. Yeah. If you just happen to own some intellectual property, chances are it's going to go up in value. Your financial planner would argue that the stocks that you have in your portfolio are poised to go up in value. But if you just take a look at what the stock market does, you know that those assets in your stock trading portfolio, they go up and they go down. They go up and they go down, right? Okay. Now, real estate could have that tendency to do that. I mean, there are times in, in the history of the United States where the value of real estate has gone down. There are, there are some very specific points in history where that has happened. But the, the majority of real estate Timeliness has to do with the fact that those assets are appreciating. Now, here's the other thing. Even if the value of the asset goes down, we don't really care as Lifestyles Unlimited members. We don't. Now, why don't we care? Because we know how to operate these properties. We know how to take care of the income streams. We know how to manage the properties. We know how to manage the cash flow of the business. And we know how to make our cash flow every month that goes into our pocket. That's the money that's left over after you pay all the expenses associated with operating the property after you receive the monthly rent. What's left over is your cash flow. And here's my advice to you about the IRS. Tread Lightly. Do everything the IRS tells you to do and don't do anything that they don't allow you to do. Don't mess around with tax law. Period. End of story. I follow the letter of the law. I do what I'm allowed to do. I don't do what I'm not allowed to do. And beyond that, I'm good to go. I'm talking about the fact that you have assets that you're going to put into your business portfolio that are going to appreciate. They're going to go up in value. And even if they take a minor hit to value, they will recover. They will recover. Just, just do your empirical research on what real estate prices have done since the founding of this country. And you will find that what I am telling you is the absolute God's honest truth. All right, let's move on. In real estate, not only does the value of your asset go up, you're allowed to take something called depreciation. Even though the value of that asset's going up, you are indicating to the Internal Revenue Service and anybody that looks at your accounting that the value of the asset is actually declining because the IRS says you get to do that. Real estate is often used for tax purposes, even though its value generally appreciates over time. The depreciation schedule for re residential real estate is typically 
calculated over a 27 and a half year period for United States tax purposes, according to the modified accelerated cost recovery system. It means that you can deduct a portion of the property's cost from your taxes each year for 27 and a half years, which helps to offset the property's income. The income that you make off of this property is taxed at ordinary tax rates, but it can be sheltered by the depreciation that comes off of this property, which means you may not pay taxes on some, if not all of the income. And any leftover depreciation can be used for other purposes in accordance with what the Internal Revenue Service allows, because the depreciation offsets the income that you earned. Now, how much does your, your asset actually go down? And the short answer is it really doesn't because the value of your asset is driven by the market forces. The market forces don't care about any accounting that you take to reduce the value of the asset. That is an accounting function that you do for accounting purposes. It has no bearing on the physical asset itself. Yet we have this accounting depreciation that's covering down on your income streams that's making it so that you can take all that income tax-free, which is really, really nice. You, you got to admit, that's really, really nice, right? You're starting to feel what we as real estate investors are able to get out of the real estate, are you not? So what happens? Well, when we ultimately sell the asset, we have to realize whatever the value of that property was. So let's say we sold that $275,000 property. I'm going to make the math really easy for us, okay? And let's say we only sold it for $300,000. What we have is we have a capital gains event. So we are liable for capital gains on that property to the tune of whatever our tax liability is based on our capital gains rates, which is a different tax rate than ordinary taxes of $25,000. You will learn that I think it's now I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb because I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but I want to say it's like the first $80,000 of capital gains based on the current tax schedule aren't even taxed. So you wouldn't even have a tax liability on this property. The whole $25,000 that you made on the property would be your property income gains, right? The cash flow would go away and you may be subject to something called depreciation recapture. That is something the IRS may want to charge you, which could be up to 25% of the depreciation that you took, which could indicate that you might have a little bit of a tax liability. But at the end of the day, you still, still protected a lot of that money, right? And what are you going to do with that money when you sell the asset? Are you going to go out and buy boats and jet skis and have a good time? Well, some people would. But the smart real estate investor will not do that. The smart real estate investor is going to take all that money and turn around and buy another asset that does the exact same thing. And then you replace those assets as time comes along. And ultimately what happens to you is you find that you've achieved real estate retirement. If you want to do what I'm doing, if you want to do what the 50,000 members of Lifestyles Unlimited are doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop. And let's get you going.
Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.